friend, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am back today with an amazing interview. You are going to get to meet Dr. Marianne McCrary. She is a phenomenal physician colleague. I got to know her. Well, we talk a little bit in the interview about how we got to know each other. And let me tell you, she is a soul sister of mine. She is working in the area of burnout. And the conversation that we had today about margin, about burnout relapse, and about being an overwhelm has left me thinking about it for weeks. So it's a good one, needless to say. But before we get into the conversation, got to pay some bills. Here's a quick message about Physician Financial Services, a business widely recognized in the physician community for disability insurance. Larry Keller, CFP, has been in the industry as far as the insurance and financial services industry since 1990. And unlike medicine, which there's a standardized path, the insurance and financial services industry does not have this. While he might not be a doctor's first phone call regarding insurance needs, he is often the last. Find Larry at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Larry Keller, or the link is in the show notes. He's been doing this a long time, and he can help you out. Welcome to the podcast, my friend my fellow Physician Coaching Alliance member. I'm so excited to have you here, Dr. Marion McCrary. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's a great way to spend a day talking to you, Erin. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself and the magic you're putting into the world. Thank you. I am a general primary care internist in North Carolina, and I am also, as Erin said, a physician coach. I coach physicians and non-physicians. So I do that from a standpoint of a health and wellness coach and am really excited adding those skills into my ability to help people as a doctor. And I came on here today to talk a little bit about my own journey and hopefully by talking about it can help some other folks go through this as well. But I picked a word margin, which is my new favorite word that I'm continually striving to continue to maintain. I love it. I can't wait to get into your story because, God, it is so relatable to mine as well. I'm trying to think, how did we come in contact together? Did you find PCA or social media? I think I might have heard you on the podcast first. Really? Well, good. Listener turned guest. Exactly. So that was probably 2019. I remember downloading it. And then as 2020 got into place, and I actually was finishing up my coach training, I came across a program you were doing uh, with another physician coach and bringing people together in a summit and put in an application and had the honor of uh, speaking on some topics at that and, and really kind of found PCA and found those connections And those have really helped elevate me and and the things that I've wanted to do this year and are coming over into 2021. That's so great. Yeah, I don't brag enough about Physician Coaching Alliance. It is a really fun and cool space. It is, it's like when you're in high school and you find the people that are like your tribe and you're like, where have you been my whole life? That's at least how it feels like to me. And I freaking run it. So (laughs) 
No, no, I agree. I agree. And I'm glad you do. So it's, uh, we have fun just kind of meeting each other. And then it's been really nice to see the support too. As a new coach, that's what I was looking for is let's hear from some people who've been doing this for a while and how can I help them and they help me. So everybody brings a different perspective. And so that's something I really enjoyed doing this year. So keep it up. Well, thank you. And I really love just the inclusion and diversity of PCA that people come from all specialties, from all different types of coaching, from all different backgrounds, and that we have this commonality, but it's so much more than that. Like what I think our live meetings is where all the gold is. Anyway, we are so off topic. Let's get back. Let's get to your word about margin. So when I first saw this, I was like, are we going to talk about like marginalized people? Like that's right where my brain went. But so tell me this favorite word of yours, margin, what it means to you and why you picked it. I will. I, to me, there's so many, I looked it up, the definitions, there's so many different parameters for it, but I like the white space on the edge of the paper. So I'm a planner, planner girl. I call myself a girl. Um, but I love kind of having that, that room to kind of not have everything kind of scheduled back to back to back to back. And so for me, margin is a, is something that I, as I said earlier, just want to continue to maintain. So I went through a period of burnout, uh, my burnout story. I know we've, I've heard yours a few years ago when I was mid-career and I was trying to do all the things. I had been tapped to do certain things. I wanted to do certain things. I was being the lead physician and I just, there were too many things. And so my strategy was to start to really do some reflection, pull back from that. Yeah. Chop things out, just um, kind of recreate some fun time for myself. It wasn't all work. And so I felt like I did a really good job of that. And then I was here, I was 2019. I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm going to start adding some stuff back in. I am curious about certain things. You know, I'm, I'm in a much better place. I, I feel really comfortable with what I'm doing. And I started doing that and I got so excited about coaching. I got into that initially to help my patients who were having trouble, you know, finding that change that they wanted to make. Just me telling them, hey, you need to do this. Lower your cholesterol. That didn't work. I needed something else. And as soon as I started learning about it, I realized this was just a great space to help help other physicians for physician wellness. And so I got on some committees. I started working as a well-being champion, finished up coach training, and just started to pursue all these different projects and um, found myself loving it. And in part of doing that, I actually switched uh, out of a job I had done for 16 years, looking for um, something a little bit different that would help me kind of marry these things together. And so I actually had 2020 as a sabbatical year. So, you know, what a crazy year to do that. And so I started filling it up with all this stuff that wasn't clinical medicine, things I really wanted to know more about, meeting other coaches that we just talked about. And so as I started to um, get ready to get back into practice, which was January of this year, I started to really worry that I was going to want to keep doing all of those things I was doing 
get back into a full-time practice, figure that out. And then, you know, where was that going to leave me? So I really spent some time trying to prepare myself not to overload, not to get back into overwhelm. And so I've really been trying to focus on how do I keep that margin in my life, keep that interest and excitement, keep the energy. That's really, that's been the big piece of it. And I'll tell you, it's it's not been as easy as I thought. You know, I really tried to prepare and plan and have all this stuff into place. And it's it's a continual work in progress. And so I thought if, you know, if I've done all this stuff trying to set myself up and it's still hard, I think there are other people who are probably in the same boat. And maybe I should come on here and talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, because absolutely. Once you burn out, you likely will always have the propensity to do that. And what I tell my people, it's not if, it's when. Like you've done it once, so it's probably going to happen again. And nothing has gone wrong here. Like life changes. And like you said, like you probably went whole hog into medicine, which led to the career burnout. And then you went whole hog into the wellness and well-being champion. And then that was starting, you started to feel the burnout again. But what it's really interesting to note and what I always tell my people, because that's a huge question that pops up is like, oh my God, what happens if I burn out again? I always reassure them. I'm like, oh no, no, you're going to catch it so much faster. You're going to feel the crispy edges before it like totally cooks your soul. And you're going to know how to pivot. And it sounds like that's kind of the stuff that you're working in as well, because I will raise my hand 100%. I am a workaholic. Work is my drug, whether it is in a clinical setting, in a hospital, in an ER, or down here in my freaking basement. It is. Work is my drug. And I think you, you made a really interesting comment about treating these relapses not as failures. Talk a little bit more of it in that perspective, talking to a fellow workaholic. Yeah, one here too. So I, you know, that word relapse, when I started thinking about how I wanted to talk about this, relapse just has a negative connotation. As you said, like you've done something wrong that you should feel shame in some way. And so I thought, gosh, you know, is that is that the right word? Maybe that's the negative. I think, I think margin and as you said, keeping the realization that this is normal. We know it's going to happen. So in studying coaching and how people kind of get into this cycle of change, you know, we know there's this action phase that you don't really get to say you've arrived into doing something until you've done it for like six months. And then you're kind of over into maintenance. It's so easy once you get into that maintenance phase to get kind of cocky in some ways and say, oh, I got this. I'm never going to have it again. But as you said, that doesn't happen. You know, this is ingrained in us in some way. We're going to get back there, but we're going to be able, as you said, to catch it really early. And I think, you know, just knowing yourself and continuing to work on what your priorities are. So I call relapse is is priorities 2.0. It's time to just kind of dig back into them and do all the things that you did initially to get yourself in a good place and just restart that process. And so I, again, see it as just a, another part of this cycle that we're all going to go through, whether it's a different season in your life, a different season in your career. And so you just really have to kind of be aware of that and keep coming back to reassessing your priorities over time. Oh, my God, you're speaking to my soul right now. I love all of this. Priorities 2.0. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, seriously. And I love, I'm a good family medicine doc. So I love me some cycle of chain, you know, when we're in pre-contemplation and then we're in contemplation and then, yeah, we move into action and maintenance and and all. Oh God, I love all of this because it is so, it is so true. And this is why when I do one-on-one coaching and even in my Burnt Out to Badass group, I always have people start to formulate their treatment plan. So it's not, again, it's not if this is going to happen, it's when. And so I love me a good algorithm. Now, life doesn't always follow all the algorithms. But like when I was doing OB, say we have somebody who's bleeding, postpartum bleed. You know, like what's the algorithm? Do we have the pit in? Is there arm kinks? You know, like you go down that. And that's how I love to structure a, a burnout recovery plan is like, okay, what's your level number one? And I love that. Like going back to your priorities, what has fallen off the table and needs to be put back on? What has like gotten in the way of the priorities and looking at that again? The next level is then when you start implementing things that take a little bit more effort, you know, like, do I need to contact my coach again? Do I need to like get back into those things that really help me kind of sort and have some clarity? Thinking about my crazy algorithm here, do you have something similar that you kind of put people through as they are relapsing and like their margin has shrunk to just millimeters? Exactly. And I love that that thought of an algorithm that we're doing the, the check boxes. It kind of comes back to my planner girl soul <laughs> there. But, but as... I want to set goals again. And I do that by kind of, as I said, going back to priorities. And so you first got to set some time aside, whether that be every quarter, whether that be every six months, every year, whatever works for you to kind of put it all out, do that brain dump, put the, put the list, number your priorities, you know, go back. How do you, how do you figure that out in the first place? Well, you figure out, you know, what, what do you want to be known for? How do you want to spend your days? What gives you energy? What takes it away? You know, what's what what should you say yes to right now when you have a small child? And what can wait till later? You know, what's a not now? And then figuring out, you know, if you're juggling all of this, what are the things that can kind of fall down and bounce back up later? And what things you're gonna irretrievably break if you if you let them go now? And so once you've figured those things out, then I have a couple of strategies. Start figuring out what you can take off your list, what you've said yes to, but now it's time to say no. There's a a productivity guru, David Allen, called Getting Things Done. He has the four Ds and he says either do it, defer it, delegate it, or delete it. And so if you can kind of create that list and start outsourcing, start putting it off till next year when you're going to, you know, redo the whole backyard, you know, it's just not something you could do now and start to set up those boundaries. Boundaries are protective for you. They're protective for other people. And when you set them up, you just got to share them because otherwise they're set up for frustration. And then that's where I throw in the margin. You know, the other, you know, I talk about the boundary on the edge of your paper But you also kind of think about margin as kind of what's your limits? What's the edge? You know, can you get to that margin of sanity, I think is a term. And so you want to stay, you know, within that and not push yourself right up to the very edge where you're going to fall off or, or fall out, however that would be. And just look at distractions, work on your mindset, those limiting beliefs, and just, again, come back to knowing this is normal. And just because it's happened doesn't mean it won't happen again. 
but you've got all these tools and you can kind of get right back where you want to be. Marion, I see a future masterclass with the two of us. I just have to say, I love absolutely all of this. So I'm like percolating this, this right now. I'm thinking late summer, early fall. I'm in. You and I, we're doing this <laughs> because it is so, so applicable that we give ourselves the, the compassion to say like, hey, this is who I am. I work my ass off and I love it. And I pull my whole heart into my work, but how can I be on fire for my work, but not burn myself out? And I think these steps of really saying like, what is it time to say no to? I love the D's. I talk about them all the time. So I'm 100% boundaries. Boundaries are there to keep the bad and the unwanted out, but they're also there to keep the good in and what we want. It's like with my cows. I want to keep them in my boundaries. (laughs) And then, you know, your cow's my puppy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, oh, I love this. This is just so much. And I know you have so much more. And I love following you on Instagram and what you're posting there. So talk a little bit about if someone else is super intrigued by that and they are ready for your help. Maybe they've been through burnout one, two, three, multiple times, and they want to approach it differently. Where can they go hang out with you? So I have a website that you could take a peek at, see the type of coaching that I do, and just look at some of the resources there. And that's www.marion-wellness.com. And Marion is M-A-R-I-O-N. And I am on Instagram and Facebook as Marion McCrary Wellness. And then on Twitter, where I'm kind of just starting to show up a little bit more, I'm Marion McCrary MD. And then one more place you can find me is on Vimeo. So any of the videos that I've done for presentations for different folks, I've uploaded there. And so there's lots of topics. So talking about how to set your priorities, get over overwhelm, um, boundaries. And there, most of them are pretty short that you can check out and see if, if some of these other more expanded conversations can be helpful for you as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you, friend, for coming on and having this just super soul felt conversation. I appreciate you and all the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. And you as well. And I would love to collaborate on some of these ideas. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there is a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. (laughs) But what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. 
It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules, but you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day, having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there too. So come on over, come sit with me. All right, time for that kick of encouragement. So what does the edge of your paper look like? I love that analogy that Dr. Marion McCrary brought up about the white space on the edge of your paper as your margin. And so we do a lot of printing at our house. I know that it's not eco-friendly, but I love me some HP HP printer. I'm not going to lie. And my kids like to design things on the computer and we print it out or I print out like color sheets or mazes or puzzles. We use the printer a lot. And needless to say, the margins always get jacked up at some point because, you know, one time I'm printing it like long ways landscape. And then another time I'm printing it in portrait and maybe I'll change like the sizes because something's too big. So I'll make it like 90% or something's really small and I'll make it like 200%. So I love this analogy because it feels really close to home for me about like getting the right amount of space in the margin. And one layer deeper it made me think about is some people like a huge margin. I'm talking a good three inches on each side, a majority of the page. Like that's where they feel comfortable at. And I see that as a lot of my friends who have a lot of open space and they've made a lot of space on a lot of margin in their life. And then I see the clients who come to me and like their words, their puzzles, their their printing is literally running off the side of the page. There is zero zero margin. And so that's why I want you to envision like what's your margin on your proverbial white piece of paper in your life. If you were going to print it off on my HP printer here at home, what would it look like? Would it be like slammed full or would it be just right? Or would it be like, "Mm, maybe I could stretch and do a little bit more. I want you to think about that today in our kick of encouragement and also know like That margin is very dynamic. It's not static. It's not like you set it one time and then forever and ever AM in, it's going to be perfect, just like my freaking printing settings on my printer at home. And so it's okay if it like runs off the page one time and you have to reprint and like life is crazy one time and you have to reprint, but it's not, it's not good. Like every time you print something and it's like important tax paperwork, uh, Mr. Wiseman, and the printer is in landscape mode and not portrait Or even worse, when I'm printing and there's not paper in the printer, but instead it's like labels. Oh, that's a bad day. That's a real bad day when you go through about seven pages of labels. There's nothing more that pisses me off than that, but that's a tangent. So what is your margin? And I love the other thing too, and we're actually going to do a masterclass about this in July, is talking about burnout relapse because it really is not if, it's when and how you can navigate that with grace and ease and realize that it's just part of life and part 
of the, the seasons that we move through. So you'll see more about that in the masterclass in July when Marion joins me for that. But I thought that was really pertinent because so many people who come into the badass group who I coach one-on-one with, they're like, oh my God, Aaron, what if I change my life and it comes back? And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to go there because it's going to come back. But instead, you're going to be so well-equipped to handle this for the future. So there you go. A little kick of encouragement for your life today. And just so I can finish out paying my bills, let me tell you about the sponsor that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Physician Financial Services and Larry Keller for all your disability insurance need. He's been around for a while in many physician communities, helping them out with their coverage. Let them let him help you out with yours. Find Larry at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Larry Keller. And always remember, my friends, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya. Heavy lips